You're listening to Love and War with David Harwood. This is a weekly podcast where David offers spiritual insights that are aimed to enhance your relationship with God, yourself, and others. If you are edified by what you hear, please recommend this podcast to people you love. Now, here's David. The End in View I love God's determination. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Numbers twenty-three nineteen. He has spoken. He will make it happen. He has a goal towards which he is inexorably working. His purpose is put forth in the following passage, 1 Corinthians 15, 23-28. But each in his own order, the Messiah, the firstfruits. After that, those who are the Messiahs at his coming. Then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to the God and Father, when he has abolished all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be abolished is death. For he has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when he says all things are put in subjection, it is evident that he is accepted who put all things in subjection to him. When all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself also will be subjected to the one who subjected all things to him, so that God may be all in all. Those scriptures offer a synopsis of some stages towards the realization of the God of Israel's objective. They are some of my favorite verses. They reveal where we all end up. If you listen to them, you know, without meditating on them, open up your Bible and go to 1 Corinthians 15, verses 23 through 28. As you do, you'll find that the Messiah's warfare is not yet finished. It ends when he has destroyed every illegitimate, malignant authority. This is something we can legitimately, joyfully anticipate. Jesus will not fail. His enemies are doomed. Paul wrote that the Messiah must reign until his unassailable victory is fully revealed. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Paul personified death. Like a scorpion, it has a sting, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty six. It's going to be crushed. Paul wrote of Jesus finally abolishing death. The apostle prophesied that within the context of the resurrection from the dead, death will be taunted as if a hated, humiliated enemy. 1 Corinthians 15, 54-57 But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable, and this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord, Jesus the Messiah. 
God gives us and shall give us the benefits of our Messiah's victory. We are called to gratitude for every foretaste of our ultimate hope. The worst experiences possible in this age are connected to death. Right now, we have the beginnings of eternal life working within us. The sentence of deserved damnation has been overturned through the Messiah's atoning work. God is on our side. Therefore, death is his enemy. Death shall be destroyed. Paul described the end as being the time when Jesus hands over the kingdom to his father. This is the culmination of the Messiah's reign. The combination of Psalm 110 and the fulfillment of Psalm 8, speaking of all things being under Jesus' feet, the combination of Psalm 110 and the fulfillment of Psalm 8 will come to pass with a purpose. God shall be all in all. Is this a good thing? Is it good for us? Who is this God who wants to fill everything with himself? Who is this God who is determined to stamp out his enemies? Is he a micromanaging, controlling, narcissistic, obsessive-compulsive, abusive person? Let's briefly consider and examine a couple of verses that speak of our Father's nature. This is a revelation of the results of our God's Holy Spirit's influence 2 Corinthians 3:17 and 18 Now the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as from the Lord the Spirit Is God a control freak No, the opposite is true. Where his spirit actively dwells, there is liberty. The degree of liberty is dependent upon the measure of his dynamic presence. When God is all in all, there will be the fullness of freedom. We will be liberated. Nature will be liberated. Right now, in this age, God is restrained. His will is not being done on earth as it is in heaven. That's why we intercede. He has active, rebellious enemies. That is why we're at war. Jesus, God's champion, will reign, and he will gradually consolidate his reign as the Father's regent. He will expand the kingdom's rule until every single satanic adversary and their influence is subdued. The result is that God will finally be liberated to be himself. How restrained is God? Look at the cross. Calvary is a picture of God's relationship to his creation. Redemptive? Yes. Restrained? Definitely. What of God's hoped-for liberating rule? It's coming. It's promised. That promised result will be similar to Jesus' resurrection. The crucifixion informs us of the foundational method God uses to subdue his foes. Jesus' resurrection foretells God's future reign. We will see and participate in 
the process of our Messiah's increasing reign, it shall be a privilege to co-labor with him and glorious to behold. The finalizing of his victory is certain. The aftermath of that victory is going to be amazing. We have a wonderful future ahead of us. Father shall receive the kingdom from Jesus. God will be all in all. Who is this God who will be all in all? I am in awe of God's non-moral attributes. He is majestic in power, knowledge, and presence. At the same time, if he were not the way he is in his moral attributes, such power, knowledge, and presence would be nightmarish as it is. God ultimately being all in all is the promise of a dream come true. He is the God who reveals himself in holy love. This love is so strong that it provoked the incarnation and the atonement, the word becoming flesh, made possible. Romans 5.8 But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, the Messiah died for us. He is filled with goodwill because of sincere love. This sincere love was demonstrated in a manner that a child can understand. Millions, if not billions, of children have sung, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. That same love is going to be revealed in its fullness when he is all in all. What will fill all in all? The fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. God is emotionally whole. His personality and character are wonderful. He determined to righteously provide mercy. Here's a remarkable verse revealing the mysteries of the nature of the coming kingdom. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Romans 14:17. This may seem trite. 1 John 4, 8b, God is love. That proclamation may be so well known as to be a cliche, but please give it a moment's thought. God loves you so much that he is patient with you, kind to you, seeks your good, puts the best spin on your actions, and is patiently, kindly, working for the fulfillment of Romans 8.28. When God is all in all, the reality of all things working together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his good purposes will be the universal experience of redeemed creation. Redeemed creation will be free of the pernicious wickedness that infests culture and the death-infested material realm. This is not a suffocating love. It is a liberating love. It describes the nature of the ages in which God will be all in all. This is a hope worth nurturing. This is worthy of our anticipation. This is our covenant expectation. Faithful as he calls you, and he also will bring it to pass. 
1 Thessalonians 5.24 Love and War is written and presented by David Harwood. The theme song is Skirmish from the album Spontaneous Combustion by Leonard Jones. David has written several books, including God's True Love, and his latest, The Meditations of My Heart, Developing a Healthy Inner Narrative, which contains a collection of daily devotionals. You can find links to these and others by visiting loveofgodproject.org and clicking on the book section. If you'd like to reach out to David, you can go to our Facebook page, Love and War DH, or send an email to loveofgodproject at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and please remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends.